You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And let's talk about Iowa football. Iowa the Hawkeyes, man, and one of the most boring, exciting teams ever, if you know what I mean. You ain't lying. Come on. I mean, we, we saw this Iowa team. I remember last year. When Iowa came to town, remember they came into town, they played Maryland. And Maryland, I want to say, was undefeated at the time. Tua was pretty decent. And everyone's like, Yeah, oh. it was that Friday night game. Yeah. They were three-point underdogs. Three-point I- dogs, PJ. Yeah. I- e- even when we came into the studio that night, Ryan looked at me and he said, and this is back when we were doing the show out there, Cam. Ryan said, hey, man, how do you feel about your Terps tonight? And I said, Ryan, and I said this as clear as day. You better not put your money on the Maryland Terps to beat <laughs> Iowa. Just do not do it. And they proceeded not to just get clobbered, but they lost every player of any substance that night. Top receiver went down that night. Yes. All multiple receivers went down. Kick returner. Demas. Everybody was just died that that they night. They gave up fifty points to Iowa, to which Iowa. is hard to do. To Iowa, that's hard to do. I mean, PJ, we were talking about the under in the game at one point, and I was like, Ryan, with all due respect, I know you're, this Maryland team. You don't understand. We pee down our legs on primetime games like this. Iowa's gonna roll in Iowa. They beat the brakes off of them. My I think dad, I played an alt line with Iowa. I think I had them win by like, like twenty points or something like that. Wow. It was a, a good catch out for me. My dad doesn't bet much college football, but when he saw Iowa was a three point favorite against Maryland, he said, "Throw a lot on Iowa for me." <laughs> I'm not a betting man, PJ, but I know you are. Here you go, hook him up. All right, but let's talk about Iowa. Their win total seven and a half last year. They won ten games despite that offense sputtering. Yes, uh, ranked at the near bottom of the Big Ten in numerous statistical categories. Um, they also closed out last season with back-to-back losses. They got crushed by Michigan, 42-3 to in the Big Ten Championship game. Not much big about that game. And then also, 20-17, to they lost to Kentucky in the Citrus Bowl. The offense has struggled a lot uh, as of late, dating back to especially 2017. Iowa hasn't had a first-team All-Big Ten quarterback since Drew Tate in 2004. And not since 2015. As an Iowa quarterback completed at least 60% of his passes. That last quarterback to do so was C.J. Beathard back in the day when Beth was a thing. 61.6%. So obviously they need a quarterback. They need some help offensively. But last year they were pretty trash and still fell into 10 wins, P.J. That's the Big Ten for you, baby. That's the Big That's Ten. That's the Big That's Ten That's the story of the you. Big Ten. There's a lot of 36 and a halfs out there oh when I was playing gosh. football. Well. The thing that Iowa has going for them is their culture. They yeah. have the longest tenured head coach in college football, Kirk Ferentz. He's entering his 24th season. He's 66 years old, and he just agreed to a contract extension through 2029. So he's going to be there for a long time. <laughs> They're going to bury him there. They're going to bury him there. He is Iowa football, man. And he has just a lot of these teams, Q, they struggle with identity. Like, they go year to year, and they're like, oh, we're going to be a a passing team this year. We're going to be a running team this year. You know with Iowa, you're getting good special teams. You're getting great defense. You're getting a physical O-line and a team that wants to run the football Mm -hmm. every single 
year. That's what they are, and they do it so well, and that's why they make a bowl every year. That's why they were number two in the country at one point last season, because they know who they are. Like you said, they had a rough close to the season. They lost to Michigan. They lost to Kentucky. I'm a little worried about this team, though, on offense, Q. Spencer Petras, like you mentioned, the quarterback play has been a real concern for them really the last decade. Yeah. And last season, he had 10 touchdowns and nine interceptions, which mm-hmm. isn't good. He didn't look good the last month and a half of the season. They lose their best player on offense, at least in the skill position, Tyler Goodson, the running back. He's gone. And they lose their best player on offense, Tyler Lindenbaum, who's now a Raven. Yep. I was fired up about that pick. He's one of the best center prospects of like the last decade. No, Lindenbaum, I had him going. We had like a prop for him to be the first offensive lineman drafted off the board. Or some some type of bets that we could do at BetMGM at the time where it's like, what team will draft what position? And I was like, I can't remember if it was the Ravens or whoever. I was like, Lindenbaum, they have to go center here. Dude, like he, he might be the best center for the next like, like 15 oh. years from now. And Marshall Yonda, who's going to be a Hall of Famer uh, in a couple of years, he went to Iowa. And Linderbaum just got that same feel yeah, to him. Like, he, does. he is Marshall Yonda. So I love that pick. So they lose him. The offensive line, Q, even with Linderbaum last year, really wasn't all that good. They're pretty And average. now they lose him, and they're going to be average again. They lose Goodson. The one thing they do have going for them is they get their tight end, Sam Laporta, back. Yeah. And they had two true freshman receivers, Keegan Johnson and Arlen Bruce, the fourth who were a big part of their passing game. Those guys are now sophomores. They're more experienced. So you got an experienced quarterback, tight end, and two receivers, which is good. Iowa running backs are going to do their thing. They won't be as good as Goodson, but they'll be productive. And they know what they're going to have to do. But this Iowa defense, Q, they're going to be nasty again. Three starters on the D-line that return. Their top three linebackers are back, including Jack Campbell who led the country in tackles with 143. He's a hooper. And then in the secondary, they bring back uh, Riley Moss, who was the defensive back of the year in the Big Ten. He helped Iowa lead the nation with 25 interceptions last year. Mm -hmm. So what I love about Iowa's defense is they don't give up a lot of points, but they're also opportunistic. They turn you over, man. And that's the thing. Their offense doesn't need to be great a lot of times because their defense gives them a short field, and that's what they rely on. Now, when we get into the win total and we look at the seven and a half, the schedule is interesting. I always highlight the games that I'm like, they're going to win. I think they're going to start the season off 4-0. South Dakota State, Iowa State, Nevada, Rutgers. 4-0 right there. Then they're home against Michigan. That'll be a fun one. Toss up. At Illinois, that should be a win. So right up there, you can say pretty confidently they're at least going to be 5-1, could be 6-0. And they only have to get to seven and a half. Now, you go on the road to Ohio State, you're going to lose that That's one. That's a loser. And then they play Northwestern at home. Mm-hmm. That should be a win. And then the final four games are where it really gets interesting. At Purdue, versus Wisconsin, at Minnesota, and versus Nebraska. Those are all very tough games. Very PJ. tough games. Purdue, Q, I know a bunch of people who are picking Purdue to win the Big Ten West this yeah. year. They think Purdue is really going to be a good team. Wisconsin is essentially Iowa. They're the same football team. Yes, they are. And I think Wisconsin's a little bit better than Iowa, but the game is in Kinnick, so that obviously helps the Hawkeyes. Then Minnesota. Again, Minnesota is very much like Iowa. All these teams are built the same for a reason because they play in cold weather, and in November they want to run the football, and they want to grind you out. And then the last game, Nebraska. We know the story with Nebraska last year, Q. They lost every single game they played by one score. Yeah. So you know that game is going to come right down to the wire. This, at, so at 7.5, I look at their schedule, and I'm like, 
I'm pretty confident Iowa can get to six wins. Yeah. So can they get me two more in those other six games? And I'm trusting Kirk Ferentz and the culture of Iowa. Yeah. I think they're going to get to eight. I think the same thing. I was just about to say, I, I, penciled, I penciled in six guaranteed wins. But with the defense being as good as it is, they can keep them in any game. Yes. That's important. And off, offensively, you know, you just have to be a little better than last year. And I don't know if it can get any worse than last year, specifically offensively through the air. Mm. Um, and, and that offensive line has to step up again this year. But I think they will take that leap. Just being a little better than last season, I think they have enough guys to do so. Like you said, the culture is strong there. I'm going to take the over on their win total uh, at seven and a half. I can I can see eight wins. Um, but also, it like unless things just fall apart for them, I can't imagine they can't get eight wins or at least seven wins and make things interesting. They, they, I mean, that four, I, I, they better start 4-0. Better, oh, they have to. They have to they start 4-0. And this is not a team where they're like really volatile to where I don't know what I get out of them. They, the, Iowa, with the, they'll have different players every year, but they'll play the same brand of football. It's just a, it's a lifestyle. They recruit the right kind of guys, the same kind of guys. Yes. And I like programs that do that. I agree. Um, so I would take the over, uh, seven and a half. It's close because that schedule, especially like PJ outlined in the second half, it gets a little wonky. Going to Ohio State's an awful break that you uh, that you get. Purdue and Minnesota on the road, that's going to be hard. Illinois is not an easy game either. Nebraska, I mean, that won't be easy either. you got some tough games, especially down the stretch, but I feel like if you can take a leap at the quarterback position, the offensive line can step up, especially with Lindenbaum's uh, exit to the professional level, uh, and then that defense just stay on course. Three main starters coming back, especially with their number one linebacker. I think they can win eight games, so I'd lay the over for Iowa. I'm with you. And Q, a lot of these teams, especially in the Big Ten West, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, they're all built the same. Yeah. And the reason Iowa has so many wins every year is because they're better at that brand of football than those other schools are. Yeah. So if they continue to do that and there's no reason that I feel like they won't be better than most of those schools, I think they should get to eight wins. You know what? I think our show is better than the other shows out there. And I that's agree. why I would take the over on our win total every single time. That's what I'm saying.